Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five o'clock hour, Burns and Gambo. Uh, we're a little on the short side today on Burns and Gambo. We're going to be off at five thirty for ASU basketball coming up at uh, one hour from right now when they take on Oregon State. Pre-game coverage at five thirty, so we will. Uh, but we'll be back with you for a full four-hour edition tomorrow, and maybe tomorrow is the day, Gambo. We find out who the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals is going to be, or yeah. maybe tomorrow's not the day. Who the hell knows at this point anymore? I think we I have don't. a poll question. Is going to be who is who's going to what's going to happen first? Cardinals hire a coach. Or Jay Crowder gets traded, right? Yeah. Which is going to happen first? At the beginning of the week, we kind of laughed it off, and we're both like, yeah, the Cardinals will hire their coach first. Now, I'm not so sure. I'm really not. I I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen first, the Jay Crowder trade or the Cardinals hiring their coach, because an argument, a, a strong argument, I think, is to be made that if you've waited this long, if you've gone this far, you might as well wait another week and see if you can have an opportunity to talk to a couple of the Eagles coaches. I, I mean, it's I, I get it. You'd rather get this done and check the box. But if there are two candidates, both of whom are going to be working in your facility for the next week, the Eagles are going to be with the Cardinals at the Cardinals headquarters. Uh, you could, I think, make an argument. To wait, to talk to those guys. I mean, you might as well at this point if you're the Cards. If, if nobody's blowing you away, right? I mean, this is a simple answer. I mean, at some point, everybody's doing an interview. You find that cat. That's the guy. That's the person. That's the guy or girl that I want to hire for this job. They knocked it out of the park. Okay, I'm done. I don't need to interview anybody else, you know? Or if you are, it's just a formality. But at some point, I think everybody who's ever had to hire somebody, I would imagine, you get to a point where you're like, you know who you want to hire. Like, you know, this is the right person. You do the interview, and they've blown you away and you think that would be a great person to work with or a great person to work for your company. I would imagine like them reaching out to these other candidates means that they haven't been blown away yet. Maybe they haven't been blown away by any of the candidates that have come in. And that's why they've expanded the search a little bit more. And if nobody else blows them away, maybe they expand it further. I'm not sure, but I do believe that if they did fall in love with a candidate that they've already interviewed, that that person would be the head coach by now. Here is the latest as we know it, and we've cobbled it together through various reports around football, and in no particular order, as we like to say here on Burns and Gambo. Um, number one, the Colts are bringing in Brian Callahan to Indy for a second interview. The Cardinals were planning on having Callahan in today to speak. Now, we haven't heard whether they have or not, but today was the day they were scheduled to talk to the Bengals' offensive coordinator. And now Albert Breer is reporting that the Colts would like to bring in Brian Callahan for a second interview. Uh, Josina Anderson is reporting that Aaron Glenn, the Lions' defensive coordinator, might get a second look from Arizona for their head coaching job. Whether that's a formal interview or an informal conversation, she wasn't quite sure. She just said, I'm told Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn is expected to get another look for the head coaching job. Yeah, and, and Indianapolis brought him back for another interview today, and then the Colts are scheduled to fly to Philadelphia to interview the OC Shane Steichen for a second time Saturday. So I would think that the Colts are going to be ready to make their decision after Saturday. For the Cardinals, I don't know. Because if not, then you're talking about a third round of interviews. Well, but okay, I'm glad that you brought that up. Here's a Mike Garofolo tweet from this morning. To your point, 
He writes, quote, the Colts are nearly done with their second round of head coaching interviews and are considering a rare round three as well. Sources tell me in Ian Rappaport, if they go that route, they'd pare down the list to a select few finalists before making their decision on the next head coach. How many rounds of interviews do you need to find out whether he- I mean, I can't imagine you go to three, but what's to- today's the second, right? Correct. Groundhog Day. Yeah, you can only in- see, see the guys at the Super Bowl, you can only interview up until February 5th. After that, off limits. Off until limits. the game is played. Until, until the game after is the game's done. over. Yeah, yeah, so you've got to wait. So you got th- you got three days right now. So today's third. You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After that, you cannot interview a, a candidate that is participating in the Super Bowl as a coach until okay. the Super Bowl's over. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you looked that up because if you're allowed to talk to the Eagles guys now, yeah. as apparently you are if the Colts are doing it, I do wonder why the Cardinals, what is it about Shane Steichen that, does not move the needle for them. I, well, I, that's why you're saying they're going to be here next week. You can't talk to them next week. Right. So I mean, you if, can't. So the Cardinals have the Eagles. The Cardinals can't talk to Steichen on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They can. Sunday's the last be, day they're allowed to. It Sunday's has the to be day. before Monday. It has okay. to be because they're off limits. You're not allowed to. You'd be breaking All rules. Right. So then don't wait until they're in your building. Yes, you but can. I, I, because that, okay, that's, that's your off limits at that point. Okay, fine. Clarification of the rules. I still think he's a guy they should be interested in talking to. I still think he's a guy they should have a conversation with. Um, I agree. I don't disagree. See. And I mean, especially since we're we're on day what twenty three, twenty four now since they let Cliff Kingsbury go. Okay, so there's more. That's that's not it. There's more, and, and maybe the most interesting thing. I saw today, or we saw today, when it comes to this, comes from Michael Silver, who's columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, longtime NFL insider. I remember him most from the NFL Network. Um, he tweeted out today that Broncos coach Sean Payton and Ajiro Aviro will talk today about the possibility of Aviro staying as defensive coordinator and serving under Sean Payton. Aviro, he writes, remains a head coaching candidate in Indian Arizona and has strong defensive coordinator interest elsewhere. Okay, but here. Here's where he takes it one step further. He writes, another coach with strong defensive coordinator interest elsewhere is Cardinals D.C. Vance Joseph, who is still under contract in Arizona and still a, quote, very viable, close quote, candidate to be the Cardinals' next head coach. Timing is obviously key for Joseph and Aviro as jobs fill up. Man, there's that name again, Vance Joseph, right? Like, sure. Seems like no matter how far we stray, He's still there, and if you're talking about a field of names that haven't blown you away, will Michael go with the familiar? Will he Will he lean towards the name that he knows and knows him and knows the building? I, and it would I don't be know, the Gambo. most cost-efficient. That would, be, you know, that would be the most cost-efficient if you went with Vance. He's still under contract, so you wouldn't have to buy him out. You wouldn't have to pay him for not being here. And the coaching staff, he'd probably keep a lot of those coaches who are still under contract. So, uh, and I imagine he's not going to cost as much as some of the other guys. So, I, I it would be cost efficient to go that direction. Um, they've interviewed Vance; they know Vance. If I, I understand interviewing everybody else, if they come back to Vance, look, Vance is one of two coaches that they've interviewed that are still available that have head coaching experience. Yep, only him and Brian Flores. That's it. Nobody else has, you know, everybody else would be a first-time coach. Yeah, and that, you know what, and I've said all along that matters to me, but that doesn't matter enough to me to 
not want to go outside the building and get a different voice. And, and uh, you know, with all apologies to Vance Joseph because he's a he's a good guy and he's a good coach. And under a different set of circumstances, we could talk about him being the head coach of the Cardinals. This team needs new. This team needs outside. This team needs a different voice, a different vision, no ties to the old regime, a clean slate. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think anyway, and I think unfortunately for Vance, he gets kind of caught up in that. Any other circumstance, given his previous head coaching experience, I'd be interested. But in this case, I think they need a fresh breath of air on this one. This yeah, yeah. And listen, I, and Vance is going to be, and Vance could very well end up in San Francisco. They interviewed him for the head coaching job back in 2017 when he was with Miami. Um, you know, he was 44 years old at that time. The Broncos also interviewed him, and obviously he got the job. But you go back to 2015, uh, Vance was with the Bengals, and he was at D.C. and an assistant head coach, and they were trying to, 49ers were trying to get him then, but the Bengals blocked it. The Bengals blocked the 49ers from being able to talk to him. So I think there's been some ties with Vance and the 49ers for a while. So if Vance doesn't get the job here, then it does make some sense that he could end up with San Francisco. One last thing on this, and I know this is getting a lot of traction with the fan base, and it wasn't deliberate for me to not bring it up until now, but I I just honestly forgot until just now to bring this up. A story from Tony Pauline of the Pro Football Network. It's Sounds like he's at the Senior Bowl doing some scouting. And he wrote this morning on that Pro Football Network website, why is the Arizona Cardinals head coach job taking so long to fill? If you are to believe what people in Mobile are saying, it's due to Kyler Murray, and it's not because the quarterback has a large say in the matter. Rather, many of the desired candidates don't want to take the job knowing they'll be tied to the hip of Murray for the next four seasons. Murray signed a five-year, $230 million contract in the offseason, and anyone who takes the Cardinals job will have no options in the foreseeable future quarterback. I think that's ridiculous. I don't want that guy then. I don't want to hire a guy that's afraid to take the job because he doesn't want to th- he doesn't want to work with Kyler Murray and try to get the most out of him. I have no interest. If that's real, if that story's real, and there's candidates out there like, yeah, I don't want the Cardinals job. Why? Kyler Murray, I can't. No, I, don't, I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you to be the head coach here. If you don't think you could work, this kid's got a tremendous amount of talent. He's rookie of the year. He's got a ton of talent. He just needs a coach that can get the most out of him. If you want to balk at taking this job because you're afraid how tough it's going to be, then I don't want you here. We don't want you to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I want the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals to look at Kyler Murray and say, you know what? There's a lot more here. There's a lot of untapped potential. I'm going to be the guy that's going to get the most out of him. Hire that guy, not the guy that's afraid of the job. I agree. If it's, I think the bigger question is it's scaring better candidates away, and I don't know the answer to that question. Well, yeah, I, I don't want those candidates. I, 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 and, but but because it's a it's a non-starter for Michael. If you don't want to coach Kyler Murray, I have to move on and talk to somebody else because Kyler's not going anywhere. I don't he's even not, want to talk to you. If you're like, yeah, I don't know oh, about I, that, Kyler. I don't want to talk to you. He's not going anywhere. Well, I mean, if I'm Michael, it's like it's like okay, well, I got to move on and talk to somebody different because Kyler's here. I mean, that's it's it's in stone. Nothing's changing that. Nothing. They're, they're not moving off of that. Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback of this team for at least the next two years, if not three or four. If you're not interested in coaching him, I got to go find somebody who is because I need somebody who can fix him. I need somebody who can make him great. It's non-negotiable. It's what the conversation's got to be. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Go hire yeah. somebody. Go hire somebody who wants the challenge of getting the most out of Kyler Murray. Go hire that guy. 
Do want to remind you, four-time Super Bowl champion and NFL legend Rob Gronkowski is bringing his Gronk Beach to Talking Stick Resort on February 11th. Gronk will be bringing his infamous end zone dance moves along with hip-hop star 21 Savage, Little John, and much more. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win tickets and for complete event details. Could it be OG Ananobi? Could it be Fred Van Vliet? Could it not be a Raptor? Some of the big trade names out there. We'll tell you which ones are associated with the Suns next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Wait, what? That's it? We're done? We're over? A little early today. 5.30. So we're what? signing off. We've got ASU basketball coming up. i got to work uh, till at- 6. Come on. Well, pregame show. Okay. It's, it's, it happens, you know, from time to time. Besides, it's a big game for ASU. It's a big week for huge, ASU. Huge week for ASU. Huge week for ASU. Huge this week. Is, yeah, four-game losing streak that is uh, shaking us all to our core a little bit. Guy getting suspended and, you know, a, a tournament appearance that was by no means guaranteed but is really on life support right now, which makes these two games, in particular the one this weekend against Oregon, really, really big for ASU. They need to bounce back in the worst kind of way. Yeah. So they got Oregon State coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. Pre-game coverage beginning in about 10 minutes here on Arizona Sports. Yeah, I read this on Bleacher Report yesterday. Bobby Hurley. Hurley seemed to be in great shape for a job-saving tournament appearance a few weeks ago, but a four-game losing skid has changed that in a hurry. It's hardly a guarantee he would get fired at the Sunday elbows end up on the wrong side of the bubble but that seat is definitely getting warm in tempe wow about bobby hurley if because you know if they fall I, apart do you agree with that do, do you think he's i mean does he have a make the tournament or else mandate i mean where they started from they look like they were a lock now they haven't played anybody their best wins a win over creighton uh, they lost to Texas Southern and San Francisco. They lost to San Francisco by 37. They've lost four in a row here, swept by the Washington schools. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fire Bobby. I mean, I probably I, I probably wouldn't do that. But I'm just in, it's just interested if people project that he'd be on oh, the yeah, hot seat yeah, if they no, fall apart. I would say, no, I'd keep him. Yeah, I mean, it's a good conversation starter. I, I'm, I, I just think Bobby, I don't know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and say that you shouldn't always strive to do better, but I I think that given how good they were at the beginning of the season, that that might have been good enough to get him another year. I I could be totally wrong. I I don't know. ASU basketball, you know, ASU basketball's very hard to gauge. It's very hard to figure because there's just no real track record of any kind of success. And 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 so anybody who even kind of has success, can you do better or is that as good as you can do? I, I just don't I don't get the feel that Bobby Hurley's in any kind of trouble if they miss the tournament this year. But maybe I'm totally wrong. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'd just like to get him to chill out a little bit more on the sidelines. God, it's tough to watch him sometimes. I really worry about him. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about, I mean, he's boiling, like his face turns red. He gets so angry, like three, four times a game, he gets so angry, and he there pouts, was, he pouts. At the Washington game last week, I was watching, and I, I can't remember what it was that prompted it. Man, his face got so red. I, I He was wearing a white shirt, I thought, and I thought, man, that is the 
brightest red I've ever seen a guy's face get. I mean, he looks like his head is about to explode. He's so angry. And, he, and you're right. He does it like three or four times a game, it yes, feels like. Yeah, three or four times a game. Yep. And then meanwhile, down south, now that game for ASU starts at uh, 6. U of A down south is taken on Oregon at uh, 8.30 tonight. A little bit of a later start for the fifth-ranked Wildcats. Bit I will a, try cr- not to take notes on that game. Well, no, no, you, look, Gimbo, you mis, you misunderstand me. You, you, you take all the notes you want. I, I mean, if it, if it, like Cheryl Crow once saying, if it makes you happy, it can't be all that bad. And if it makes you happy to take that, I just, I'm just, as your friend and as your coworker and as your colleague, I'm just telling you, there was really no functional reason for you to be taking uh, notes I during know, the fourth quarter of the Suns game last night. I like, know. The game was pretty much done by then. I had I nothing else. Good. I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Sleep. Sleep is good. Go to bed a little early, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Not, not no. Okay. Well, I do. I am looking forward to the game tonight because Oregon has absolutely had Arizona's numbers over the year. I mean, they had a three-game winning streak at McHale before Arizona beat them last year. Um, they, they've also had a lot of success since, since Dana Altman took over. Um, Dana Altman's 14 and seven against Arizona, including five and four against them at McHale, which is incredible. I mean, they've had more success than UCLA has had against Arizona. So that's your kryptonite right there. Some of the toughest losses Arizona's had have come at the hands of the Ducks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Dana Altman's had a lot of success. Winning at McHale is extremely hard to do. It's one of the best home court advantages in all of college basketball, but Oregon's gone in there and punked Arizona several times. So um, this is a good Arizona team. They've got no depth. I was was talking with Casey Jacobson the other day, our good friend Casey Jacobson, who's you know, who's doing a, one of the broadcasts, and we were just t- talking about Arizona. I said, I, my problem is they have no depth. He goes, nobody has any depth. If you got six, seven good players, you're good. But they've got six or seven, but they don't go very deep after that. So they're very reliant on Tabellus and Balo being good. And then Creasa. If Creasa knocks down threes, I think Arizona's unbeatable. But, you know, I, I do think they are. Um, but if he's not, then they're a very beatable team. So they very much rely on him and Rainey, you know, knocking down those threes and Tabellus and Balo doing all the scoring inside. Tabellus has turned into such a good player. He's still projected to be a second round pick because he's just a non athletic guy, but he's such a good all around college basketball player. Uh, it is official, by the way. We're just coming down from the NBA. The Western Conference All Star Reserves have been announced. Damian Lillard, John Morant, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Larry Markinen, DeMontis Sabonis, Paul George, and Jaron Jackson Jr. all made the cut. Larry Markinen has been, well, what a year he's had. He's had a really good year. And I'll tell you, that Sacramento, I think that that the Sacramento Kings, their whole fortunes turned around when they made that trade for Sabonis. Yeah, that was a year ago, right? That was a deadline deal a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We talked about whether that would be a good trade for the the Suns, Sabonis for for DeAndre. I remember you coming in the day before, day after the deadline. You're like, this is something to keep an eye on. Just watch this. Or maybe it was even before that. It might have been a week or two before the deadline, if I remember. Yeah, that was... We'll see. The the deadline is a week from today. It is going to be... I know with James, typically, trade deadlines are kind of quiet. I, this one might not be. It, it, there could be a lot of action a week from today and a lot of rumors between now and then as well. And, of course, you, you keep it right here. We'll tell you everything you need to know on the Burns and Gambo Show. That is going to do it for us. We're back with you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone.
still here? It's over. Go home. Go. 